something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to be my friend, you had better go and get a pen. And maybe we could keep in touch. Like they did in the old days, it wasn't so long ago. Uh oh, uh oh. Uh oh. I wish you well. Oh, what? 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 That song, that song doesn't need a hype man, and it's hard to be a hype man for that song, but it's fun of. What? Who? Yeah. Winter Pimp Out! I love our theme song. It's so good. Patrick. That's Patrick Keaton from The Winter Sounds. We say it all the time. Man's a goddamn genius. He's written several songs that I've used in different projects. Uh, one of them being Meteor. Go back and go check out Meteor by the Winter Sounds. It's fucking awesome. Awesome song. Okay. Before we get into this show. Do it. We sometimes, we read reviews from people that have uh, gone onto iTunes. We'd appreciate it if everybody does that. Rate us five stars. Leave your review. Put hashtag grow the show in there somewhere. Uh, you're Help us. way more apt to have us read it. You ready for this one? On July 18th, five stars from American Butcher. They did not write hashtag grow the show, but they wrote this. We got, we got a lot with American Butcher. Ready? We talk to American Butcher all the time. Who Go is ahead. Who is 71? A, Samuel L. Jackson. B, Stevie Nicks. C, Jesse Ventura. And then it also says, song to the list, add it up, Violent Films. You got that, A, A? Oh, Violent Films. You got that joking. double A? Okay, Violent Femmes, <laughs> add it up. Just That's a great sh- song. Shitty nickname, Double A. I was right there the whole time. It's not great. <laughs> Maybe it just makes you think of batteries. Battery. Battery. Okay. You like that? No, nah, I wouldn't either. it's not great. I wouldn't either. Uh, okay, who is 71? Batman? Battery Man? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Terry? Okay, I'm going to go Stevie Nicks. Wait, where are the options? Justin Ventura? Justin Ventura, uh, Stevie Nicks, Samuel L. Jackson. I don't, I, yeah, I'm probably wrong. If it's all three, I'm never speaking to American Butcher again. Oh, my God. The answer's not there. Did they provide the answer? Nope. Or I have to look it up. Okay. My guess is Samuel L. Jackson. There's a part of me that fears that it's going to be all three. Uh, me fear, too. Fear, but like- But I, that's why I'm calling it. If it is American Butcher, I'm, I'm not talking about you for six months. 
I don't know. You we... are grounded from the show. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Samuel L. Jackson. What did you go with? Stevie Mm-mm-mm. Nicks? Who's I'm 71? looking up all of them. So that I we love know. who is 71. And we just stumbled into that. I know. That's uh, it's organic from the show, just like Saga. Saga. Jesse Ventura It was the third one. Saga. All right. I got it right. It's Stevie Nicks? Stevie Nicks. Oh, good for you, buddy. God, I just felt it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love it. Um, uh, And then the last one I will read. Simply the best. Hashtag grow the show. From EJC311 underscore Paller. Five stars. This show is one of my favorite things. Do yourself a favor and check these fellas out. Guarantee you will love them as much as I do. Hashtag subject to change. To Sweet Daniel and Rory, thanks for being you. Hope you have happy birthdays in a couple weeks. Thanks. I plan to write you a formal letter soon and hand deliver it, if possible, at the live show in Atlanta this October. Red which, Clay Comedy Festival. To which I got my tickets this week. Yes. Enjoy it. <laughs> yes. Can't wait. Geeking out so hard. Much love. Emily from Indianapolis. I remember you, Emily. She came to my show when I did my tour there. Yeah. And I love that she's the coming to Atlanta. Tour. Big walk. Dead fan Emily is. I mean, and when I say that, I mean like insane. Was level in of zombie makeup. Mm-hmm. If the it whole time hard. of my show, <laughs> our picture was hard. I got some zombie makeup on, on my, my shirt, shirt. <laughs> and that is one of my stand-up shirts, yep. which we all have. Don't let a comic lie to you. So. Thanks for coming out, but that is a great way to remind everybody we're going to be at the Red Clay Comedy Festival the very first weekend in October. Go to Red Clay Comedy Festival on Google or type that in. You'll find it. You can do it. Trust yeah. me. Or you you find should it. be able to probably go to my website, danielvankirk.com, or maybe even Rory's. I don't know if they're up there. but I got to update my website. I got a bunch of tour dates coming up. I need to... Get them on Tell there. people about a couple right now. Come on, we're right here. Cleveland, no, Hilarity, it. September 5 to 7. Um, that's all I remember. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Rory's also going to be doing, a sh- on the 26th, he's going to be doing After Hot Tub, and on the 3rd, he's going to be at the Lyric. Yeah. Those are both in L.A. That's what friends are for, buddy. That's what friends are, are for. The good times and the bad times. I'll be on your side forevermore. Because that's what friends are for. You guys, thanks so much for listening to today's Dude, episode. why doesn't that restaurant exist? That's what friends are for. That's, that's what friends are for. Come on. That's gotta I mean, be. I'm, I would eat there. I'd eat there once. A hundred percent. And I would be like, is it just the pun? Or right. is it a legit And you know place? what's right next door? Golden Grills. <laughs> <laughs> Family fries. <laughs> Family fries. Come on into Family oh. Fries. Slash. And then they have like parentheses. We have a whole full menu. Right. Family fries. We have more than fries. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, and then there's a weed place next door. Family called- platters. No. Okay. <laughs> yes. Perfect. I was going to say there's a weed place next door called Growing Strains. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great game. <laughs> My God. Why has nobody done this before <laughs> us? I don't know. Maybe they have. We just don't know about it. What? Growing Strains. Yes. Good God. Show me Blue that strain. Uh, show, show me that, show me that, that smile. Strain. Show me that smile. <laughs> Growing strange. Show me that smile again. again. Show me those red eyes. Why are you hungry? We just (laughs) ate an hour ago. Um, Uh, Let's go to the letters. Wow. One breath. I had to beat you here. 
One breath and you just appeared. Before we do it, I wanted to remind people I have a date. Come see me on the 29th at UCB Theater in Los Angeles. I think we have to go back to the other spot. Too. Do we really? Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the other spot! This is my new running technique. Uh, guys, uh, I'll be at UCB on August 29th. That is a Thursday at 8 p.m. Go to DanielVanKirk.com uh, for details. And guess what? Just announced I will be in Jacksonville, Florida from the 10th, I think, maybe. I don't know. 12th through the 14th of September. I will be at the Comedy Zone there. Go to DanielVanKirk.com for those details. Go to RoryScoville.com for all my dates. They're there. Nice. And now... Let's go to the letters! Oh. I don't have a lot left. That's I know. the third That's run. Third. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are they called? Letters? No, and you had the gassers. Oh, gassers, yeah. Gassers to the letters. <laughs> uh, I got a short little something I want to throw on here. Do it, do it. Like I did last week. Do it. Um, this one comes from us, uh, from Simon. Okay. Uh, what does Simon say? <laughs> this is what Simon said. Uh, but I, this is this is a short letter. I'm saying I'm reading this right now because Simon, if you're listening, I want you to write us back with a little bit more because I want to hit this letter, but I want to hear more from where you're coming from first because I think that I and several people, I'm sure, several listeners, can relate to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is it. Good morning, Daniel and Roy. Wrong, wrong order. Uh, good morning, Daniel and Roy. <laughs> Every single day that I wake up, I come to the realization that I really don't feel like I'm ever really in place. I feel as if I don't know what I'm doing with said life. I believe I am going through a Truman Show-like psychosis. Okay, yeah. I've brought it up with my significant other, and she keeps reassuring me that nothing is going on and I'm being irrational. I really have no idea what seems to be going on. I have a lot of questions there. I want to know more specifically what you mean as like, do you believe that nothing is real? Do you like, what, what are your thoughts right. on this? I think it's very, I think this is a very important topic. I think it's a very important letter. I do too. I hope that you're doing okay. I don't know if this is just some sort of deep philosophical thing that you're kind of throwing out there. Like Dan and I somewhat seriously and somewhat jokingly talk about life being a simulation and like what is it everything is on the table with what is reality because we don't we don't fucking know but i'd love to hear more from you uh because saying the truman show type thing you know i I don't know if that's like well i don't know i just kind of feel it's it's an interesting like thing to like feel or if you truly are like at a level of like you don't think things are real as always dan and i not professionals professionals, and i would say Maybe you and your significant other. Maybe it's worth a deeper, bigger discussion with someone who can uh, chat with you deeper about this and kind of see where you're coming from and maybe help sort out what's going on. But you, you might, you might, you, you might. That's the reason those I want more. Can be signs of uh, early signs of a potential potential for a psychotic break. Sure. And 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 if we don't hear back from you again, I am going to encourage you to uh, reach out for professional. Uh, assistance, just to talk about the way that you're feeling. It Absolutely. might not go that far at all. Sure, it, but 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 it is important uh, with anything that's kind of sitting around in your mind, as trivial or as serious as you feel that may be, to talk to somebody about it. Yeah, um, I do not want to go as, so far as to uh, put any condemnation on your relationship. But it sounds to me that you've kind of tried to express that to your girlfriend, and and it's 
doesn't seem like a open outlet to keep doing that based off of what you said. Or, or basing it on that. That's all yeah, I'm doing. Nothing against that's them. That's all I'm nothing doing against at all. Her, at all. But, she yeah, might yeah. also say, I'm not prepared. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, so I, that's her way of. But are, there so, are also these elements of like feeling like you're coming untethered and like maybe your connectivity to to meaning or your connectivity to emotions or goals or your outlook or mm-hmm. things that you used to get excited about. Maybe you don't get excited about it. The reason why I say this is worth a bigger discussion, not not for Dan and I and yeah, the we're shows not, we don't entertainment. Need content. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying right back right. because, hey, I want more entertainment. No. I would like, I mean, I would like we'll to hear from you. Yes, I would like to hear from you because I personally think what you're mentioning here is a bigger discussion. But the reason that instead of just writing you back and through an email and saying, hey, if you could throw us some more, we'd love to talk about more. Sure. The reason I'm doing it on here uh, and and will write you back is because it could be something that a lot of people relate to and maybe everyone should hear that it could be symptoms of something bigger than right. something unqualified people can just uh, talk about. On a philosophical level, this, is this I think, is a very um, interesting, interesting topic where I have felt – somewhat of this uh-huh. before yeah. and maybe especially not in your place i felt yeah. like that for seven years yes and exactly. i and exactly. I, I could on a philosophical level completely speak to that sure i don't we love this idea on a philosophical level and could speak at length about that we would hate to dedicate half of an episode to doing that with a person who may need a little bit more more, help. more than that right. so so i don't mind talking about this and we will uh at some point sure. on, on the philosophical level because i think there's a lot here and it's worth noting but like i said uh hit us back let us know some more information and also uh don't don't uh, don't be afraid to go F2F with yourself. Go talk to somebody who is more in the know or maybe has greater assistance, someone who can look you in the face and chat with you. Um, but also, if you're feeling these things, don't assume that they're just feelings. It's worth it's worth chatting with people about. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, I just wanted yeah. to put and that I, out. If I could just throw out one thing, I would say I would recommend episode 677 of This American Life. The uh, title of that episode is called Seeing Yourself in the Wild. Um, it focuses in a very, um, uh, as this, you know, as is par for the course for This American Life, but it focuses in a very sincere and uh, honest way about a person who was feeling that though they were in the Truman Show and did end up having a psychotic break. So maybe it's something to check out or anybody who's listening and might want to hear that and say, oh, I identify with that on a lot of levels, which may help you feel a little bit more emboldened to say, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm going to go talk to somebody. Um, but either way, we are uh, we're here to have a ph- philosophical discussion about that letter or we are here to admit how unprofessional we are, but tell you that uh, we care about you and we hope that you can find an outlet to just talk to anybody exactly okay yep. so thanks so much simon and uh, we look forward to hearing from you yeah um dan yeah you want to you want to hit it first yeah man ready do it okay here we go grab that letter jump up <clears throat> jump up dear daniel and rory correct order sorry rory but i knew dan first from his other podcast so we've been friends longer uh time is not a definition of quality my friend but i appreciate you here we go I know that most of your letters have some levity to them, but this one is a bit rougher and a rougher and emotional situation, so I get it if it's not the right fit. 
I'm a 42-year-old guy and for the past 28 years have been estranged from my father. He was both mentally and emotionally abusive to me, my siblings, and my mother. My mom finally worked up the courage to divorce him when I was 14 and was finally big enough to hit back. He's also mentally ill, suffering from depression, among other things, and has always told anyone that would listen that his family abandoned him for no reason and always denied the abuse. From what I understand, pretty much... Uh, from what I understand, he pretty much isolated himself from everyone who was close to him uh, at this point. I have recently found out that he has apparently started showing signs of dementia. And to make matters worse, he's also blown through his entire life savings on internet scams, donations to Trump, donations to dodgy far-right groups, and the classic lady he met on the internet and needs money to get out of the Ukraine so they can be together slash buy diapers for her kid, etc. scams. Of course, everyone I talk to has opinions about this. Some of my family is pressuring me to get involved and work on trying to get power of attorney over him and whatnot. A lot of my friends are basically saying, to hell with him, he dug his own grave. Obviously, this is an emotional poop sandwich for me. (laughs) On one hand, most of me says, fuck him, he made my life hell. But there is a nagging pain that I can't shake because he's my father. I've been tearing myself up going back and forth over what's the right course of action. What do you guys think? I'm not sure what Rory's parents' situation was growing up, but Dan, I know you have spoken about your father being absent, so I thought maybe the two of you might have some insight that people closer to me don't have or are too emotionally invested in my life to give outside perspective. Thanks. Your pen pal, Jim. P.S. I'm trying to get caught up on back episodes of Pen Pals, and I'm almost there. One thing that I found very upsetting is that there was discussion over never having had a real Philly cheesecake. So here's my offer to you both. Whether you read my letter or not, if Pen Pals ever comes to Philly, we would love to. Or either of you do solo shows here, we will. I hope I will happily take either of you, uh, either or both of you, out for the full-on Philly tourist trap cheesecake experiences. We can go F2F at Jim Steaks or... Pats or even Geno's, though though that place is not my favorite due to the old owner being, let's say, too conservative leaning for my personal taste. Or all of them, if you want to compare. It'll be a hashtag RRGT followed up the next day with the very real possibility of a, not official hashtag, RRBD, real, real bad diarrhea. Real quick, right out of the gate, Mm -hmm. I've been to Pats. Yeah. I think I we said that, didn't we? Yeah, when I said that I uh, we talked about cheesesteaks. Mm-hmm. I that think I've, never I've had been. One. I think I've been to Jim's. Really? Yeah, I can't remember. Because Pat. Oh, he's Gino's, talking specifically about you. He. I think he. I don't think he remembered which one of us said that. Yeah, yeah. It. Um, yeah, I think I forgot. Because Pat and Gino's are the comparing. They look right. They're right, right across from each other. So Jim's like it's such a. So Jim's is probably the place where Phillies people are like, come on. I've been over to Jim's. They're all great. I mean, it's you're talking about food. you're talking about cheese whiz. If you go cheese whiz sure. over like hot meat on a fucking beautiful roll, like you can't. Right. It can be bad. Sure. <laughs> for sure. Sure. But it's but in Philly where there's pride that over that particular food, mm-hmm. it's hard to get it wrong. Right. Um. But I would uh, absolutely do a Philly cheesesteak tour. You do have a slight obsession with. At some point, you've said, like, when we do our Pen Pals tour, you want me to e- eat things on stage I haven't had that yeah, everyone I'm, else I'm upset in this that country. we haven't done this yet. Honestly, I think the easiest way to pull it off, mm-hmm. it's not – it could be Atlanta because um, okay. it, it's a little bit we easier in Atlanta. We should at least do one of them. For sure. But I want to do a – I want it, it, it might be an L.A. live show. Sure. But get a Big Mac, get a Whopper, 
get a cheesesteak. Because mm-hmm. Boo's Philly cheesesteak here in L.A. is fucking great. Is That's it? a great cheesesteak. So when you're ready for a cheesesteak, let's go there. Okay. You know, I mean, if we get to Philly first, then we get to Philly first. This... But if not, Boo's Philly cheesesteaks, they use the watch... Omarosa rolls. They use the Omarosa really? rolls. That's what, yeah. We have they a lot of things right. to do. We still have to watch Hoosiers. Oh, I'm putting my movie club together. You know how many copies of Hoosiers are at the cabin, I just realized, over my birthday? <laughs> Two. What? Two, cop- two VHS? VHS copies of Hoosiers. Did you watch them? No. You told watch me to wait them. for you. <laughs> you watch both. Make sure they're both the same. It's like a Berenstain Bear situation with Hoosiers. thought about it was like, no, I told Rory I would wait. <sighs> you got, you're like shaking. I got I to gotta get away. Put these in the garbage. <laughs> get me away from them. Um, man, this is tough. This is, a, this is very tough. This is not easy, Jim. Uh First off, right right into the yeah, meat of it. On, hit me. I know what you mean when you say there's you're torn. I know what you mean when you say part of you wants to say fuck that dude, he fucked up, and the other part of you wants to say uh, he's family. That's that's high road stuff. Right. That's high road stuff to get completely abused like that in horrific ways, and to still have a longing it still have a longing and a and a, a huge heart and, some sort and of a like lot duty, of like, feel like love a, a responsibility exactly and and then to have compassion over the fact that the, the dementia where you you then can rationalize like some of the current day decisions may not be mm-hmm. coming from a place of of who he actually is with full on mental awareness right. to be like that to care no matter what you do I understand being torn over what, over knowing that both of those things are neither right or wrong. Right. Knowing that both of those things fall into, maybe you shouldn't do it. Both of those fall fall into, maybe you should do it. Like, there's no distinguishing thing between them. Every single one of your friends that says, fuck that dude, I get it. Because when it's not you, that's an easy, it's easy for me right now to go, also say, yeah, fuck that dude. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel mm-hmm. uh, in reading that and mm-hmm. hearing that. When it's you on the line, it's just not that easy. And I I get that. And that that sucks and it's tough. And what you've gone through, the fact that you've gone through that mental, emotional, uh, maybe physical abuse, I don't know. Um, but to have gone through that and to come out on the other side uh, is a huge testament to uh, to accomplishing, you know, I don't know if it's an accomplishment, but just being able to like – be centered yeah. and available and still care is that's not easy. That's a big deal personality trait that you have. Yeah. So good good for whatever you do. Good for you for 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 being able to to come through that cuz that's tough. And I'm sure there's like little things that or even big things that you still cope with. Oh, for sure. Because it's difficult uh it's difficult mentally. It's all that stuff happens at such a, de- a developmental time in your life that you don't know where that stuff gets stored in your brain and how much it, uh, it affects you. Yeah. Um, and I'm not just saying that to Jim. Uh, I would say everybody has it. Everybody has it in one form or another. Has Even what? people has who has had what? a beautiful life, they've got some developmental stuff of an event or oh, sure. events yeah. or yeah. abuse or yeah. even, even stuff that wasn't abusive. We have stuff that, that happened, even if it's good or bad, like that we store and we don't realize how much it's going to affect us later. And sometimes it's severe like this one. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's more severe than this. As mm-hmm. we know, there's people who come through some crazy fucking shit. So good yeah. for you, Jim, to even be, yeah. to even be there. It's, and I, to have this compassion, it's, it's, 
it's admirable for sure. I will uh, I will say this. Um, I'll open up a little bit for you, buddy, uh, because as as you know, Rory, uh, being in my professional and personal life, I'm a I'm a pretty pr- I'm a private person. Um, I for as much as we kind of reveal how we feel about things, you, we both have stuff in our lives that we keep private. I I don't te- I don't publicize it. The relationships uh, You're a that I have detective. or that I am, I would love to be a private detective. Wouldn't you? Oh my god! god it's not even. A that's I'm not a bit. I would. I would sit in a car, dunk, dunk donuts and Should coffee. Should we try to be a private detective? Let's take a case. If anyone in LA, you got a case for us. If anyone has a case for you know, not even LA. I'd love to travel for yeah. a case. If anyone has a case, send it to Dan and I and let us see. Let's come on, see, let us see we'll how far we get. Yeah, we have a couple days to spare. Right. Also, it would help if that case could be maybe where we're doing a live show. <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> we'll come in a few days later. We'll come in a few days early. We'll stay a few days later. I mean, Georgia and Karen, when they do their live shows, people bring them murders from that town. Bring so, us a case. It didn't have to be a murder. Obviously, no, we're no, new to it. I don't know if I can handle Missing a cat type stuff. Right. Probably. Where'd you last see him? Right. Right. We'll bring the clothes. Right. We'll bring cigarettes that Who, we don't smoke. Someone took all my precious moments figurines. Yes. That's a case. That's a case. Back to serious town, but what? <laughs> uh, but also, just so we know, what Dan and I just said is serious. Oh, 100%. Go ahead. Um, so I'll open up to you here a little bit. Uh, and I've talked about this uh, going to more on, on Ryan Sickler's podcast, The Honeydew. But um, I can't really identify with you too much. Uh, this, is what I, this is what I feel like. is because uh, Chris Nall... Uh, who was married to my mother, and then they had me. He split when I was a baby, very young. So my, my father figure uh, was my grandfather, and then also my Uncle Ken, as well as some uh, fathers of friends of mine who stepped up in ways that they didn't they they didn't sign up for. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, or they signed up for, they just didn't have to. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can't completely identify. But this is what I think, though. I think that when you when you do have a parent who was there, for example, let's say my mom at the age of when solid memories start getting formed, like seven and eight. So I had had that bond, but then she betrayed that through being abusive, which Diane never did. Um, or or if you, uh, you know, I have a friend whose dad left when he was 14 and that shatters your world. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the trauma from leaving that dad as though you guys did, that kind of shatters your world because yeah. you you have a bond and you have an expectation of, oh, this, this could be like this. This is what it would be like if it was better. Yeah. Uh, I luckily have the bond with people who were always there because it was so young when it happened to me. So, But I do have issues of like, you, you know, I watch a movie about a dad dying and I think of my grandfather, that really gets to me. If sure. I were to watch a movie about like a dad being like, I'm out of here, I'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, so um, so I, I understand that tear because for you, it is something that could have been better. And, and you were reminded of that through the negative experience of how it wasn't. And so I think sometimes there can be that longing, just like my friend whose dad left when he was 14, where they're like, you I want that back. Yeah. I want that back. Yeah. So I, my um, input for you would say, hypothetically put yourself in the position that your dad has died. What is the thing you will want to be able to say to yourself, I did blank? Mm-hmm. Now, if that is, he's dead and I will be glad that I let him rot. Well, then you kind of 
can lean towards your course of action in the present. If you're thinking like he's gone and he died alone in in a mind, his mind scattered and 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 angry and penniless and broke, and uh, I didn't ever try to reach out to him. If that will keep you up at night, then do it now. Do it for yourself, mm-hmm. just as much as you will eventually have said be able to say you tried to do for him if you need it because it's going to come down to what's going to make you how you're going to feel in the long run does that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yes absolutely because so like so look at it from that point of view of like i'm going to be glad that i'll be able to say to myself you were a piece of shit but i gave you an opportunity to have a better life now maybe you shat all over that or maybe you took it but i this is about how i'm going to feel about me the rest of my life. Yes, and I, I think it's very important that let's hypothetically say, Jim, that you go down, you go down the road of being, uh, being helpful or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. you choose to do in terms of like the power of attorney or, or whatever. You're just trying sure. to be helpful sure. in, in his, you know, few remaining years. If that's what from the, the outside, case is. it's very easy for somebody to say you don't know this guy fucking shit. Exactly. That's what that's what I meant. Very before. easy. Like, from the outside. I mean, I'm I'm feeling that. But right. I don't know the situation. It's hard. Right. Like I said, it's harder when you're Jim. But I would say don't go into it with an expectation of what you're going to get out of it. Don't be like, you know, maybe I'll help. And then maybe my dad looks at me and goes, you know, I fucked up. Maybe that is something that could happen or would happen. You're also in a position where your dad has dementia. Mm-hmm. You might help him and he might be like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> you might be you like, hey, get, you could get to that. Hey, place, while yeah. we're while we're here and we're talking, I just want to say you fucked up and you did all these things. And then your dad goes, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> and you just have to go, oh, all right. Don't have expectations of what you may get that's from him point, out of helping. Yeah, that's make it for yourself. If this you're all gonna, has to yeah, be for you. If you're gonna help your dad, it's because you want to help your dad because it's what you feel like you should do with no don't have an expectation yeah, of a yeah. thank you. Yep. Don't have an expectation of a connection. I'm sorry about what I did. Don't have an I'm, expectation that uh, anything yeah. will change. Some self-awareness. Yes. Hoping at, hoping anyone ever gets self-awareness when they currently yes. lack it is yes. that's wishing into an empty well. But also now Jim, now if you if you go F2F with yourself on this and you look in the mirror and you go if my dad dies tomorrow Will I will I go, oh, I regret that I maybe I should have stepped up and helped. Maybe I should have taken the high road. Maybe I should have done these things. Mm-hmm. Also, don't feel any differently if that answer is still fuck that dude. A hundred percent. Don't feel like if it's fuck that dude, then it's fuck that dude. It you the way that you feel about it and 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 what it is, you are the one who lives lives with it. You're the one that's just helping yourself here. So you can, I don't think you can be right or wrong because there is a chance, hypotheticals, you help him, he dies, you didn't get what you wanted, and then you regret helping him. Yeah. There's a chance you totally. don't help him. He dies, you regret not helping him because maybe you felt like that was the right thing to do. That's that's what I mean when I say this is a very – you have to take this with a grain of salt, neutral – situation, have no expectation. None. I, I would say don't even have the expectation of what it's going to make you feel. Sure. Don't even be like, you know what, I'm going to help him and I bet it makes me feel like I did the right thing. It might not. It might not. It might not. So if there's a part of it, this is what I mean. Helping your dad in this situation, it's a lot of work. But maybe you just feel like that's the positivity you need to put out in the world and you want to do it and you're going to do it. Great. 
Maybe yeah, maybe for you'd you rather just, focus. You couldn't be a good dad, so, but I can be a good son. Yeah, and maybe exactly. And maybe there's a world where you go, fuck that dude. He fucked up. I'm going to take that time and energy and put it into something else. Also fine. Right. There's a world where you can do both of those things. There's a world where you can do none of those things. Mm-hmm. You're not in a position of being held accountable for any of this. If your dad is blowing his money on all those things and it's by choice or we can assume that maybe it's by dementia, we don't know. We don't actually right. know. Crazy to think, though, that like an ab- angry, abusive person with dementia would support Trump. But that's fine. That is I'm, bizarre. Yeah. Um, but I would say that the stuff that happened when you were younger – and maybe that's what he went through. You hear that time and time again where people that were molested sometimes become child molesters. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just that, that one came to my mind immediately happen. because yes. you hear that and you go, oh, yeah. my God, what is the cycle? Oh, shit. Yes. Fuck. What is yes. it? Like, and this is a part of that where maybe your dad was abused. So now he's abusive. And you wonder, like, what, I can't I can't relate to that because that's not my own personal thing. So I can't say, is that, that what like how do you how do you stop it? Can you just decide to stop it? Like I don't know. I can't relate to that. Right. But I would say that, you know, no matter what, we do have to make our own decisions and we do have to live with the consequences no matter what. No matter what is at fault. No matter right. you have to live with your consequence the consequences of things. And I would say that you have been put in a position of being neither right nor wrong about what you decide to do here. You just got to decide, is this worth my time? Will I, do I want to do this? Do I want to just help someone who didn't help me? And maybe you go, I think I will feel a great deal of closure and fulfillment. I would recommend if you think, and I'm I'm still saying have no expectations, but if there's a part of you that thinks you may acquire those things, then I say go go do it, knowing that you may not get those things. And I think that's and don't allow yourself thing. to be let down if you don't get it. That's if the best you... thing about what you're saying, Rory. Is it's almost like a healthy attitude about taking a risk. Yeah. So you're saying like go into it like and and don't so and what I mean by that and what I think Rory's saying is like don't overextend yourself. So put yourself in a position to help if you feel like that is happening, but don't take abuse for that. Don't. If it falls on deaf ears and it's not warranted, then you have to be able to then step back. Your expectations or hopes or whatever maybe weren't met as long as they were measured. And then you just go, you know what? I did my thing. I tried to help you. If things ever change on your end and you would like some assistance and you're ready to talk about what's going on here, you let me know. I say this a lot of times when people need help. There's a there's a time when you reach for a person and then there's a time when you stop reaching but your hand is still open. Yeah. So feel free to, to, to reach and if it gets smacked away, then tell that person, all right, hand's still open. I'm just not pulling for you anymore. I'm just, I can't, yes. I can't put my arm out anymore. And to be clear, you did, all, you said showing signs of dementia. I, we laid into the dementia thing because sure. that's no, uh, th- that, that is so hard to understand mm-hmm. from people who study it. Yeah. <laughs> I, unless you're living it, I can only imagine that's the only way to go, oh, this is what it is and what it feels like. I can't uh, imagine it. But from what I've been told about it, I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. It seems awful. Yeah. So, um, but knowing that you're saying the signs of dementia, I know that you're going into uncharted territory with what his physical and mental situation might be. But we only know people by what they give us. We only know people by what they right. show us. Right. And from what you're writing in this letter, your dad hasn't shown you any love. I predict I predict that you are curious if it's there. Yeah. There's a part of you that thinks that maybe it's there because of who you are, because of how you are, 
because of who you are today, even after all that, through being told and hearing that he went through this and he chose this other path and became this other person, you are curious if you can fucking take that Darth Vader helmet off and there's going to be a human person underneath there. Mm-hmm. And that human person is going to be like, I fucked up. Yeah, You're curious. And that curiosity is not wrong. But like I said, if you feel like there might be something that you gain out of it, go for it with the expect- expectation that you maybe gain nothing. I would personally throw out that I think helping maybe doesn't ever put you in a worse position. I, I'm trying to think if the situation can become worse. But emotionally, if you let it allow, if you, if you take on more abuse and you let it abuse you by trying, that's when it can get worse. I would stay, say stay guarded through it. Yeah. Don't give in. Yeah. But know that it's, the, I, hey, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't envy your situation. It's not, what right. you're going through is not easy. And don't be afraid to take that. If you're going to do this, don't be afraid to take this on with the help of other people uh, because you may need that. You may need to, if you see them face to face, that might there might even be a third person there. Yeah, have that, some that support kind of group safety. for you. Have some and, support I, and I don't mean just you. emotional support. I mean, you don't know this situation. It's true. So be careful. Be careful yeah. with how you handle this. Be careful with communication and be careful with what you allow yourself to believe uh, to be genuine and real yeah don't don't allow yourself to be manipulated and don't manipulate if you're gonna do it fucking do it but do it do it right and do it careful yeah and my favorite thing about this letter yeah absolute favorite thing yeah dark deep real yeah p.s one thing that i found very upsetting (laughs) was that there was discussion over never having had a real philly cheesesteak that's and that's how you know Jim is actually from Philadelphia. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> the last thing I'll say to you, Jim, is no one chooses. You, it's impossible to choose to be apathetic. You cannot. You either are or you are not. So you, you're wondering, should I choose to not care? You can't. You, you yeah. wouldn't care. If you, you wouldn't have wrote care. this letter. Right. We wouldn't even and, know who you and, are. And so because anger and love live on the same end. And apathy's on the other, and you might be one of the two, but it's you either want you're either on one, emotional or no emotional. Can't live in that's it. Can't live in two that's neighborhoods it. at once. And so for me, I'll say to this to you: you asked us, what do you think? Here's what I think: if you care, which you have to, because you'd be apathetic if you didn't, and you aren't not apathetic. Uh, if you care, I always feel like when I care, I feel better when I have the ability to say I tried, and that's kind of where I fall down on that. Just do it, and like Rory said, with support. And measured expectations. Don't don't forget the support. Let us know how you're doing, buddy. Thanks. Good luck, bud. Your pen pals. Sincerely, Daniel Van Kirk. No, your pen pals, Rory Scovel and Daniel Van Kirk. When was the last time you did something just for you? Discover your summer essentials with FabFitFun, the best subscription box service delivering full-size self-care and wellness products delivered straight to your door. Their experts carefully pick from top trending products for you to personalize your own box of happiness. Just choose your plan and get ready for the best in home, fashion, beauty, wellness, and so much more. So whether it's the perfect beach blanket, a handy wine chiller, or aloe vera gel, 
FabFitFun has you covered for all of your fun in the sun needs. You'll get to choose some of the products to go in your box while the rest are a surprise. Plus, you can access other perks like flash sales and new items up to 70% off. FabFitFun is more than just an incredible value. It's me time in a box. All about the brands you love, the brands you will love, and doing something that's just for you. Visit FabFitFun.com for 50% off your first box while supplies last when you use code TALKSHOW. That's FabFitFun.com, code TALKSHOW. Hey, do you miss traveling with your besties like in Girls Trip? Do you miss going to huge family gatherings like in Soul Food? Do you miss meeting the parents like in Get Out? Well, actually, no one misses that. But you can still do all of these things with me, Desmond Thorne, on my podcast, Adventures in Black Cinema. Each week, I take you on a journey through a new black film, how it relates to the culture, and sometimes how the themes relate to my own life. So there's always a little tea and a slight bit of embarrassment. And of course, as a filmmaker myself and one of the blackest, film nerdiest film nerds like ever, you're always in good hands. Adventures in Black Cinema with Desmond Thorne, executive produced by Amanda Seals. New episodes every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. And we're back. <laughs> Don't you love pitches. it when you try to do it and you start running out of the air? It's the and best you try part. to hold it. Yeah. Ah! You know what? You're, you're giving everything. It's the most honest you're being. You can't lie about I, it. it. Ah! It's just the only truth. That's the worst ca- truth in it's it. It's the worst when it's karaoke. I don't have any wind left. My other favorite thing in karaoke is when the person realizes this song is longer than they thought. Yeah. (laughs) That's another very honest, (laughs) truthful moment that happens. Uh, 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 Hi, all you pennies and pallers. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. We got one more letter here. We do. I think this is, I I think this one's going to be, I think this is going to be nice. Can I ask you a question? In the back of your mind, have you tried, have you been trying to think of any other uh, sitcom themed restaurants? No. What do you got? I I don't have any. I don't have any. I know. I know. There's got to be, there's so many more. I'll get, I'm going to, but hey. I just wondered. It was driving me nuts the whole throw time. Throw it in the reviews. Like I did a really good job acting like I cared about Jim and his throw issues. It. But in the back of my mind, it was a yeah, lot. Yeah. It was a lot of like, my, okay. Honestly, I don't remember the Jim letter because I was just trying to think of puns for a sitcom <laughs> meal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I was like, what rhymes with dads? My two chads? That's not food. That's good. That could be the same as dads <laughs> if they're both named chads. <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay. Here we go. All this right. one is entitled uh, Losing Friends. Is, it, is that what you say? Entitled or this one is titled? What's right? Entitled or titled? Know. Entitled. Entitled. E-N. This one is entitled. Yeah, because uh, if, wait, one is you, you, you feel entitled to something. Right? And the yeah, other is, is the entitled. What is in? No, maybe I-N is when something is entitled. Is that a word? I don't know. I don't either. Uh, I'm not going to look it up. Mm-mm. We're not professionals. If someone said, hey, is the wor- use of the word entitled 71 years old? I'd look it up. You look it up. I'm not going to look it up now. It's a chicken wing place, and it's just called Wings. Yeah. That's a special one. That's it, special. You don't have to change anything. 
Not and you and you definitely use the same font. A hundred percent. You have to use the same font on all of them. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Family platters. I'm gonna be high five myself for days without hey, family platters. Was great. <laughs> Family and you and... still you still show the like tableau family photo yes. of the Winslows? Yes. And I'm talking pre Steve Urkel. You know what I mean? Right. He he took over the show. Right. Get out of here, Steve. And Growing so Strains has fun. you have li- you have little kid pictures of everybody who works there. And at everyone, Growing yeah, Strains. Yeah, and everyone's got like pot like clothes on. Yeah. Dear Rory and Daniel, I've been doing stand-up comedy for two years now, and as I get further along, I'm becoming more dedicated to it, going out six to seven nights a week. I've been bitten by the proverbial bug and can't imagine doing anything else. I've had so much fun and made so many great friends through stand-up. Though, I've noticed as I become more committed, I have less time for friends I had before I started. Um, less time for his the pre-stand-up friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to lose these friends, but I don't want to fall behind in the progress I could be making as a comedian. I've invited them to shows, and they've been very supportive, but there's still a distance between us. Have either of you experienced this when you started your careers? What did you do? Your friend, Sammy P. P.S. Song for the playlist. Outro by Wolfpeck. That's V-U-L-F-P-E-C-K. Okay. Uh, that's by Sammy P. coming at us. Um, I think this one's I think this one's short and simple, I think, um, for me. Yeah. I Me definitely too. relate to this. 100%. I want to say almost every comedian probably I mean, relates to this. Watch Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Yeah. Watch the episode. I think it's the first time Chris Rock was on. And they tell a story where they're at a premiere party and Jerry's just standing there. Chris sees him. Chris walks over, grabs him by two hands on one arm and goes, a comic. Because that <laughs> there is that feeling of like, oh, I, w- you get what I'm all about. Like yes. what I'm like. You understand so you, this. Yes. Finding something that you are a crazy compassionate about. A lot of people maybe don't, if you're not a comedian, if you haven't tried to be a comedian, and I'm saying that all comedians maybe can relate to this, but stand-up comedy truly is this crazy thing. Like People know about it. Obviously, everyone is aware of it. Mm-hmm. But when you start to do it, is when you find out, let's say I started in D.C., yeah. uh, that's where I started, I felt like I had discovered an underground society. I suddenly knew where all these shows were that you wouldn't know. You, you know, the public didn't know, despite the fact that we were screaming as loud as we could to get people to come <laughs> there. But, you know, when you're in, uh, when you're at Dr. Dreamo's in, you know, fucking Northern Virginia, out in Clarendon, Virginia, and on Wednesday nights, and it's filled with a hundred to two hundred people. I mean, maybe there's a part of me that's fantasizing a little bit, but it was maybe. packed. It would be packed yeah. on Wednesdays. Yeah. Even when it was packed, you knew it. All the comics on the show, all the comics there that were just hanging out, and even the audience. And I've had people reach out to me who used to go to those shows on Wednesday nights. You would say, like, I just felt like we were a part of something. Yeah. And you become obsessed with that something that you're a part of, and you become obsessed with that. That brotherhood and that sisterhood and that like family that you suddenly feel a part of in stand up where you go, here is a group of I don't know what it was. It def it wasn't thirty, but for the sake of just talking, let's say it was thirty comedians in in stand in DC. It sure. wasn't. It was sure. way more. Sure. But let's say thirty people. You just suddenly feel like you are in the trenches with people who are willing to get off work. And go do a thing because the high and the drug is so good. You don't give a fuck 
that you're not getting paid and sometimes you're not even getting a free drink. Right. Kurt Shackelford ran that show. I look back on starting stand-up comedy. I moved to D.C. and I did it in D.C. for three years. I would trade everything that I have in my life to go back and get to relive those three years because you don't know how fucking great it -hmm. is until those three years are over. And I, I, I promise I'm sticking to Sammy's point here, but you don't know how great it is till those three years are over and you go, Oh my God, that it was something else. It was something else in those three years. It was new. It was this thing. Three years of being blinded by the high and the drug and the joy and the new family you found and the rhythm of your life being go to work nine to five, change your clothes, go to a show, go out with your friends to a diner or to wherever or you drink too much, go home, get up, go back to your adult job nine to five. And you're just in that, 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 that three years is so fast, but it's so easy in three years to lose some of those strong threads you've built right. with your friends. And as someone who has gone through it, I wish to God I would have made a better effort to maintain some of those friendships, the foundations of friendships that I had in college. I still keep in touch with people. I still have friendships. But I look back, my friend that I lost in December, Rick, mm, yeah. I look back at those three years, and we talked, we've, we sure. saw each other, we visited, but there's a part of me that, that, that can't remember what the effort was that I made. Maybe it was great, but I wish to God I would have I done more. I wish I would have still laid effort into that foundation of what that particular relationship was and what many other relationships are. I don't look back with like, this feeling of like, oh, I'm a bad person. But what you're saying, Sammy, to myself and Dan, who are very far down the road now mm-hmm. of being in this fucking tidal wave called <laughs> your career of stand-up, is that it is so difficult to not cherish and love that family that you make. But there is a chance that one day, and I think you've done a great job maintaining, I think it's a personality thing, right? We aren't the same in this regard. Right. But... I, I, I think I am saying my regret, not not reaching back and trying harder during that high, during that first three years. You're still in it. You've been it uh, two years, I think you said. D- try to maintain some of those friendships. You're not going to maintain all of them Mm-mm. because those people that you're trying to maintain friendships with, they're also finding their thing. Yeah, They're also going on to their next phase in their life where they're obsessed with a thing, maybe. Right. Maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, whatever. But I I relate to it. I know what you mean because we have the same job. This is a fun fucking job. It's so fun and it's so fulfilling that when you're not getting paid is when you love it the most. That's how amazing stand-up is to do. If, if If you're meant to do it, if you want to do it, if you have that drive, it's so fucking fun and good. But don't, in that high, in that, the drug of it, don't lose sight and uh, don't, don't, don't let the that that thread fray of those people who kind of helped mold you to become the person who gets to have this. Yeah. Because you didn't build yourself. None of us I don't I don't believe that any of us 
build our things, build, build ourselves. I think we are all the influence of people we, we have chosen to be around, meaning that we can take responsibility for who we have, some responsibility for who we have built ourselves into. Sure. Um, it, like our previous letter, coming through some crazy trauma, that you had to build yourself into that. But who you are today is the influence of so many people. And maintain that relationship with those people because you may find it to be a huge benefit when you're on year 15 and you don't feel the same way about stand-up comedy. And it is a different pursuit. And now there is money. And now it isn't as innocent as it once was. Also, I feel like it's important for your art to, like, have people in your life that are just in the real world. Yes. (laughs) Just, like, real life. But also people who knew you. Oh, then, of course. Before you went down this road. No matter matter how successful or how much of a failure that road is, it's good to have people who knew you before you started this journey. Yeah. And they go, oh, I knew this version of you. Because there's a lot of times you might need to reconnect with that version of who you used to be. Yeah. And it's important to connect with previous versions of yourself, I think, to a, to an extent. I don't think that they're really touching on this, but I wanted to ask you, um, do you subscribe to that idea of like for them, like I, I think for there's, you know, there's varying people who are completely different. But for the most part, as comics, we look at the world and people in a different way. There's no job in else like what we do mm-hmm. that stands up and just talks and talks to people for non-political reasons yes uh, for, uh, about a point of view of how they see the world no yes. one else does that and not just not just political just in general like right. across the board right like, so yeah. i was just going to ask you do you do you do you subscribe to that that like comics once we 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 tend to flock together because n- most of our other friends don't look at things the way we do or wouldn't spend. Like, they'd be like, come on, let's go into this fucking restaurant. And you're like, hold on, I have to stay out in this parking lot and watch this person get in their car. Exactly. Like, yes. I have to. And yes. if, you, if it's me and you, there's not going to be an argument about going to the restaurant. I'm yes. going to be doing it the same exact. But a I, group of people will be like, why are we? Like, yeah. Pete Holmes said once, he's like, I'm very sorry if the girl I'm dating, he's married now, but. If the girl I'm dating is trying to tell me how horrible her day was and wants me to be present, I'm very sorry if the couple next to us at the restaurant is breaking up yes. because I cannot be here and I can't even understand. She should totally understand. We can talk about your day anytime, but this is happening right now. Like, he's a live like, show. He's like, I'll never not be able to point out the person in the purple hat. We have to. I know that you were talking about your grandma just dying, but look at this person's hat. And so <laughs> no. I I I I perceive it as like uh, I, I there's maybe a better term for it, but it lives in the world of like philosophical journalism. Yeah. We can't not so that's see, what when we you can't get into not this, see a story when you find this and community, need to go interview someone. Yes. And need to go write it down. And oh, need so to get the times. fucking pad out and start writing. So many times I just want to ask a person story. Just, I'm not even mad at you. You did a horrible thing the way you just drove. But I if I could just find out what you thought was happening. Exactly. I just want to know. Yes. Don't worry. Yeah, you caught everybody yeah. off and almost caused two accidents. I'm not yelling at you. Yes. Yeah, it was horrible, but I'm not yelling at you. Yeah. I just want to know. Tell me your thought process of what person, just happened there's there. There's a third person in that car. They're in the back seat. In the moment you go, I just need to know, what were you thinking at that red light? And that person in the back seat laughs at you saying that, and you go, good, you understood the topic sentence. <laughs> you understood the start of this right. story I'm right. working on called What the Fuck Was That Driving? Right. And as soon as they laugh, you go, oh, that worked? Now I know the thread of how this story should be written. Right. And that's how you, and then you go. But it's, That's why I think it's this... like philosophical journalism. Yeah. Because... Maybe the way you want to write that story, and this is this is why, and I and I'm kind of 
yeah, touching yeah, 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 on what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. But this is kind of what it is when we get on stage and try shit out is because we don't totally know how to write that story until we see how people are responding mm-hmm. to different segments of the story. And mm-hmm. we don't know how long that story should be until we see how people respond to different segments of that story. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if that story is any good until we finally discover what is the fucking goal and overriding punchline of that story. Right. And so if I sit here to Pete Holmes's to end, uh, to, to back him up, if I don't point out the person in the purple hat and quickly start talking about it, I know the thing you just said is awful, but I may never complete this story that I have to tell. Right. I have to. Right. You just said something about a horrific thing. When people talk about the limits of like what and the, the lines and what are the barriers, the reason comedians, when the jokes we tell each other would, that maybe we wouldn't tell on stage. The right. ones that do, go, do right. go on stage and do right. tell those jokes and pull it off, those are the greatest comedians. I know. Because the stuff that's truly funny is the shit you shouldn't fucking laugh at. And it's the shit that you shouldn't fucking say. Mm-hmm. And it is very offensive. And I don't mean offensive like, right. oh, only white people or only right. black people right. laugh at it. Not right. to generalize with just two <laughs> two types of shit. Sure, but, <laughs> but <laughs> get your point. But you know what I mean? Yes. It, it literally is something that someone would say that is offensive and everyone, no matter who they are, if they're comedians in a green room, they do laugh at it because the thing they're laughing at is like, oh, shit. And, you, and, and you're not saying it. It goes to our end of when we come out with advice or whatever we say. Every comic in the room knows you're not coming from a place of hatred. But this is an authoritative uh, opinion. <laughs> this is a joke. Exactly. Yeah. Th- this isn't right. how I feel. Right. And somebody goes, yeah, but you thought it. And you go, I don't control what I think, but I'm saying it. Right. And saying it, and we all laugh at it, we right. all go, all of us in the room, every comic in the room, when you say that fucking horrific thing, and everybody laughs at it, all of the comics laugh at it, and it's so deeply offensive, and it's so wrong, that's the moment we all go, oh, it's not so bad then. Because why are we all laughing at right. it? Why is anybody, like, and then and the one person who goes, ah, you shouldn't fucking say that. You shouldn't be like that. I'm not like that. I'm not. Right. But I thought it. And everybody laughed at it. So you know what I'm talking about. Right. Or why is it funny? Right. And you don't you don't control the shit that you laugh at. Mm-mm. People That's say why it's called make you laugh. When people say make, not when, ask, I made you laugh. When someone makes an awful joke and they go, Oh, 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 I'm sorry, I can't talk like this. I'm not allowed to say this. I I maybe don't laugh because I go, Well, no, it's, because it's, I think that's who that, you really are. Right. Yeah. But and, you and could not, but that and exact same joke, that exact same joke could be said by someone else. And I may die laughing. Because I know that's not what they really think. Which could be the joke. Because when someone go, right. when someone says, I'm just joking, you know why I'm not laughing? Because if I think that's what you really think, then you're not fucking and that's joking. who you really are, right. then you're not telling a joke. Right. You're just being offensive. Right. But when someone else does it, Todd Glass makes some very, 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 Aristotle can back this up, yes. incredibly inappropriate jokes shit that i don't know that i would even ever say jokingly mm-hmm. amongst friends who would laugh right todd says it and i go i am in tears and it's because i know it's not who he is right it's he's just he and and because of that i'm like that's why todd's a master mm-hmm. todd's a master because todd's like hey if by now you don't know that i'm not this person we, maybe we don't know each other yeah and when someone goes on stage and goes, I said this thing, and uh, I know that we're way off topic here, I, but when you go on stage, subject to you change. go on stage and you make that offensive joke and, and you aren't that person. You made an offensive joke mm-hmm. and the crowd gets quiet yeah. or the crowd doesn't laugh. And I bet some do, but maybe some don't. 
Maybe it's not that what you said is offensive. Maybe you haven't developed a strong enough rapport Trust. for the crowd to know that you don't you're... really think that. Right. Third case scenario, there are some people in the crowd that no matter what you fucking do, they want to be offended mm-hmm. and they want to be mad mm-hmm. and they want... They, they, when you said an inappropriate thing and now they can be mad at you or they can try to fucking cancel you, whatever yeah, the right, fuck about right, everything, right. they want that. I'm not saying that people, when people get canceled, when audiences get offended, I'm not saying they're wrong because sometimes I get offended and sure. I don't think I'm wrong. Sure. But what I am saying is, the, and this is to the point of the letter, everything I just described about saying horrific shit and everybody in the room laughing, that feels so fucking good and so strong of a bond. And Aristotle has been there so many times mm-hmm. on the Todd Glass show and even just hanging out with people post, pre-podcast, even just at shows. Yeah. And when everyone is laughing like that, that bond is so strong, that bond might feel better than who your friends used to be. And that, to, to put a bow on all this, the conversation you and I just have just now about green rooms and jokes and I think this and a purple hat and I'm sorry your grandma died, but you have to turn around right now. That conversation... I, for the most part, can't have with a lot of people I grew up with and went to college with. So don't be surprised that when you find yourself two years into this community and you start making these strong relationships that were built in green rooms, that you say, oh, I've kind of found my people here. But try to maintain some of those relationships because they hold their own special value as well. But don't be surprised that you walk in. And I bet this isn't just comics. When you love yoga and you go on a retreat or you get into a yoga and you're like, oh, these are my people. Or you find Magic the Gathering at any age, but especially when you're younger. Oh, these are my people. I have real, but this is my interest. We speak the same language. We look at life the same way. That's just what you're experiencing. But hold on to the roots of the place you came. Because they will add uh, another, more vegetables in the cornucopia that just give you more uh, experience and breadth of life. Yeah. But also be aware. You might have a whole other wave of friends who are not comedians that they're going to come down the road when you're not in green rooms. And suddenly those are going to be your people. And they might all be like, I don't know how you do what you do. I don't even do what you do. Well, right now you have- And now suddenly- that's who you want to but be But you have that now. You're in that right now where you have parent friendships. I have parent friendships, Where you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. we speak the same language yes. of having these kids and in this neighborhood and raising these people. And that isn't a conversation that you have with me. Yeah. And the conversation that you have with me isn't the conversation you have with your childhood friend. It's what we've said before. It's these time frames. Yes. So enjoy them. But also, keep in mind, and I'll, I'll end it on this. Okay, let's do it. Those previous friendships you had... Um. You discovered this new comic friendships, and they're fucking great. But keep in mind that maybe those time frames with those old friends, it's not time for them to end. But they will if you don't fucking nurture them. And if they don't show up to the fucking wedding. And when those week. friends don't, and when those friends aren't there, when, the, when you don't reach out to those friends, and when those friends feel like they can't reach, reach out to you anymore, yep. then that is the end of their time frame. And maybe it wasn't time for it to be. You just got distracted by this other thing which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Make your own decisions. Mm-hmm. Live your own life. But I would say, if I could go back, I would tell myself, work at these other friendships, to f- despite the fact you've discovered these other, this other world, this other community. Don't fucking discount where you came from. Like, keep, keep strong roots with those friends. I think it's very important. I agree. Anyways, that's all I got. All right, buddy. Sincerely, Daniel Van Kirk and Rory Van Scopel. Wasn't so long ago
A podcast network. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.